Hey, how's it going out there? Welcome to the Morserta Paranormal Podcast, and we're kicking off our October Halloween month shows with a possession show, and we'll be talking first about Pazuzu Algorad. Okay, so the uh, the story of Pazuzu starts in 1978. Uh, he was born John Lawson in San Francisco. And his life was pretty standard <clears throat> until his family moved to North Carolina in 1980. <clears throat> his parents eventually uh, divorced in 1987. Um, this is where issues in school started to come about. And his... Um, mother would later remarry and move into the house in Clemens, North Carolina. This is a house made famous. <clears throat> now, uh, by the time Pazuzu was 12 years old, he was drinking quite heavily at, uh, uh, at the age of 12, which was actually supplied by his mother. Yeah, so she wasn't, you know, parent of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. And he'd sometimes drink a 12-pack a day. Yeah. And she saw that as basically self-medicating. At 12 years old. At 12 years old. Yeah, what a fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) So you can see already that this is going to be a a very interesting show. Um, Around this time, he became interested in Satanism. Now... the occult. And the occult. I want to state, though, um, if you've listened to our Satanism show, then you will know that it's really not Satanism he's interested in, but devil worship. Um, Well... Yeah, at the end of it, but he did start with like Anton LaVey. Yeah, and I guess probably a lot of what we would call, uh, you know, Satan worshippers probably did right being misguided. Right. Um, now he eventually developed his own religion. Um, he also got heavily into drugs. Uh, he started pretty mild and eventually led to heroin and meth. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so still self-medicating. Uh, he was. Uh, he became an agoraphobic and mm-hmm. later was diagnosed with schizophrenia and depression. Uh, he was prescribed medication, mm-hmm. uh, which was abused as well as I drugs. I would imagine. Yeah. So um, he uh, had multiple substances <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, especially in those formative years, I mean. Right, you got to imagine that yeah. would have led to some permitted day. I mean, drinking that heavily at 12 probably. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Uh, He developed his own rituals. And this is kind of another another crazy part to this story is his ritual, and not so much the ritual itself, but um, now his ritual became drinking rabbit's blood on a full moon. Oh. Which his mother bought at the pet store for him. She supplied him with the rabbits that he would kill and drink the blood of. Right, and she, she knowing full well what was going on. Just boys being boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, mother of the year, every year she got the sword. Yeah. Um, now, although he was an uh, agoraphobic, he did have uh, many friends um, and girlfriends. Uh, he had many what he called fiancés. Oh. And this is his kind of guise of the religion thing. And, and um, Now, the two main ones would be in this girl called Amber Birch and Crystal Matlock. Mm-hmm. And they'll play a big part later on. Um, his mother basically gave him full range in the house okay. to, to do whatever he wanted, aside from her bedroom. Yeah. Um, and so she basically left him and his friends to their own... Uh, you know, devices. devices yeah. Now, Pazuzu and his friends 
totally wrecked this house. It became known as a place that you could do anything you want, from drugs to orgies to punching holes in the walls and spray painting, all the way up to urinating and defecating on the floors, where it would almost Ooh. never be cleaned up. Ooh. Now, some of Pazuzu's friends say that uh, the only way some of the feces got cleaned up was if a dog ate it. Oh. That was the other thing, that the house was full of animals. Okay. So, it wasn't a house that, I don't know, I probably wouldn't want to hang around in it. No, no. Uh, but anyway, uh, he uh, became also obsessed with uh, Charles Manson okay. and modeled his own cult-like family after the Manson family. Good hmm. figure. Hmm. Uh, engaging in group sex in most of the time with strangers. Yeah. Um, and drugs. So the house... Well, that's how you make friends. Everyone's <laughs> a stranger at first. That's true, I guess. Um, now, the house uh, the house's smell was also said to be the worst part uh, of anything that you could possibly imagine. Ooh, I bet. So on his meth binges, he would also... He also had... Uh, tattooed many parts of his body. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like the classic... Like his face and all. <laughs> right, yeah. right, like the face. Uh, and he had things tattooed on himself, like villain or Satan, like huge on his arm. Uh-huh. And you basically knew he was just trying to get a rise out of people. Right. Um, he also, while zoned out on meth, took a Dremel and tried sharpening his teeth. <laughs> and also split his tongue. He split his own tongue. As far as everything I read. Yeah. So. Um. He's basically at this point a, a danger to himself and, and, and others. I would imagine. And rabbits. Uh, and rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave your animals around him. Mm. Uh, also, when he was high on on meth, he would um, tell stories about killing people and burning them in the backyard. Burning and, them? And keeping one in his basement. Oh, wow. Who he would cover with uh, cat litter and um, and bleach to keep the smell down. But why uh, would you even be worried cat about... Cat litter really wouldn't keep the smell down. Uh, I don't think so either. Um, uh, he also would claim to kill prostitutes and actually eating parts of them. Uh-huh. Uh, so some of the people that would hang out in this house actually reported them to the police. Yeah. And uh, this is like the biggest crazy thing that's ever happened and I don't think it's ever happened to anybody else mm-hmm. so the police went to the house and basically asked them who questions one are there bodies in the house and could they have a look around on the property both to which he said no and no and the cops took him at that and left <laughs> never looked into anything else oh Jesus the police took him for his word and left that was it really that was uh, shortly after a while Pazuzu was having a party and asked a friend to murder somebody who was who was there and uh, he refused and went to the police, uh, who then got a search warrant. And that's when the, the most of the story unfolds. Um, and you can see the, 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 the footage online. Like, if you type it on YouTube, you can see, like, the police video, the walkthrough of the house. Mm-hmm. But when the officers arrived, the, the house was in total, total chaos, shambles. The police officers, when they arrived... Um, the footage is available online, like I just said. And the house, from aside from the smell, it was full of trash and graffiti all over the walls. Fifteen or more cats and several dogs. Animal droppings, as well as human, were caked into the carpets. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you see it, you can't walk in this house. There's so yeah. much stuff. It's like basically the, the worst uh, episode of Hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> Now, in the backyard, they found the bodies of two men, uh, Josh Welsher and Tommy Welsh, who were missing at this point for at least five years. Jesus. Um, so all the stories were true the whole time. Now, the the, the, the interesting part about this, and, and I don't understand how this ever happened, was the bodies were buried in shallow graves uh, that were barely covered with a tarp. Oh. Um so basically they started digging a hole and we're like yeah fuck this and just do the body in yeah. put a tarp over it and then try to cover that up with dirt oh and nobody nobody knew no one was alerted by the stench of death yeah right nobody but I guess the house was so bad and so smelly yeah but death is a very unique smell <sighs> yeah uh, yeah right and um, 
one of this girl Amber's friends actually came by and was like, oh, that was the first thing she said. Was, oh, man, this house is uh, quite ripe. And he's like, oh, that's just the bodies in the basement. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and everyone thought he was joking this whole yeah. time. Right. Um, so uh, Pazuzu and, and Amber were charged both with one count of murder and one count accessory. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was discovered that this is the other part that is totally crazy. Um his mother was it was discovered that she was a witness to both murders and never said anything. Oh. And somehow she was never charged and is still free. That's unbelievable. It's totally unbelievable. Yeah. And like one of the thi- like if you watch um, one of the the documentaries, the Vice one, the mother comes out when he's got a gun to someone's head. Uh-huh. And basically just, you know, finished putting her makeup on, walked out the door and went to work. Unbelievable. She heard the gunshot when she left. Never said nothing about it. But she never got charged for anything. Uh, now, Pazuzu, before his trial, he actually committed suicide in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this, the, the legend of Pazuzu says that he bit his own wrist so deep that he bled to death. But I remember reading somewhere that it was probably a piece of sharp something that he broke it right. off and, uh, and, and bled out. Uh, now, Amber was charged second-degree murder, and she was uh, sentenced to... 39 years uh, because she actually did testify uh, hmm. against him but still got 39 years now Crystal was charged with accessory after the fact for helping bury the bodies and she was sentenced to three years oh my god yeah how do you how do you, how do what you is s- going on in this backwoods area uh, you know that's what it is and I, and I really think fear played a big part of this yeah. uh, I think when the, when he walked to the door I mean he had crazy dreads and these tattoos all over his face his name was Pazuzu yeah I mean, which of course is taken from The Exorcist, which is really he's a king of demons of the Western Wind. Right. Well, that was well. <laughs> he uh, Pazuzu at least did his homework because yeah. he he would claim that he can control the weather. Okay. And, and things like that. And uh, so he did crack a book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he he actually was so confident that Satan would save him that he would never get in any trouble for any of this. But for a long time, he actually did. Right. He, he actually did get away with it. So it right. probably actually added to his, like... To his delusions know. and <clears throat> grandeur. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, this is the part where I'm going to add in a little bit of my own uh, opinion. And, it, and I think it's most important to, to, uh, to note that the problem here wasn't someone killing somebody. In my opinion. I mean, yeah, that was it. But uh, this the problem here, mostly to me, was neglect or no encouragement to get help for mental illness. Right. That this guy actually, you know... Was, if anything, the mother should have been held with uh, uh, to the highest level of the law. Right. You would on have multiple met, occasions. You know, she should have been there to make sure... Well, she was living there. Right. And she, she was supplying him with alcohol, probably drugs, too. Probably, yeah, mm. money. I mean, he was on SSI. You know, yep. He was on disability for the agoraphobia and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, someone that's that, and I'll use the word deluded because that's kind of the, the way it seems here, mm. is you let go and, and, and let that go wild. Who the hell knows what could have happened? Who, who knows if that was even the end of the story? Now, where does possession fit in with this? Well, he believed he was possessed. He believed he was possessed. So he was, like, possessed, like, self-possessed. Okay. At least that was the story. Okay. Uh, and as you see with a lot of these possession stories, that's probably as real as he gets. Right. Um, so um, the police never never looked into any of the leads they were given. That was another uh, huge uh, flag in this story. Yep. Like, the police, you know, who the hell goes to someone's house after being reported that there's bodies all over the place? And be like, nah, oh, okay, well, you have a nice day, sir. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that that just doesn't happen. I, yeah, I don't know. they should be losing their job. Yeah. Lose it, their pension, at least. Right. If, if anything, you know, I, I like I said, I think fear played a huge thing of it. I think the police didn't want to get involved. Which is such a bullshit thing, because the police are supposed to be the protectors. They're supposed to be the ones holding up the law. I know, and shit, you should probably, have, they could have wrote their own future with that story. Yep. The ones that broke the case. And, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, five years missing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is these stories were going around for at least the five years that right. these two guys were missing. And there could be more. Right. There actually was one more, but it wasn't on the property. Okay. There, there were three deaths con- contributed, but there were the two they found on the, on the property. Mm. Um, and both of these 
the girls kind of lured these guys in. Yeah. And knowing full well what was going to happen to them. Yeah. So, I, I think accountability is on a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, the house uh, was ripped down in 2014 and never rebuilt anything on that property. It's still a vacant lot today. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, Clemens just kind of wants to erase, you know, just forget about it. Yeah. But, you know, this goes with so many other things. And I don't want to put my own opinion because everyone's got their, their story of why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if your kid's killing people and shitting all over the carpets and pissing everywhere and he's got all his friends doing it too, when are you going to put your foot down in your or house? Well, the mother was the enabler because she was trying to be a friend more than a mother is what it was. And I think she was afraid too. I mean, there was two case, two incidences that he was arrested for choking out his mother and the girl Amber yeah. also was at one point. She probably didn't want to see her son go to prison. Right. Both times yeah. that the file, uh, the charges were dropped. Yeah. Um, which, if you're going to call the cops, yeah, why not? In some areas of domestic, you know, somebody's called out, somebody's getting arrested. Well, yeah, I know in Connecticut both parties are and yeah. they figure it out later. Um, but, yeah, like that's that's the story, and, and you know it, it is. It, it's kind of it's kind of sad in a way that things got left left to the way it was. And I mean, this guy must have been living with some, not the <laughs> no pun intended, but some serious demons. Yeah, well, I think the biggest one's the mother. Exactly. I um, think she is. You know, I hate to put the blame on somebody, but I'm not going to say she's the cause of this, but she allowed it to develop into what it was. Right. And if you know that this is happening, so I don't know how she walked free. Yeah. I, I don't know how the hell that happens because if it, I mean, that's knowledge of murder. Right. In her own home. Yeah. Which she probably, in you know, that's helped cover it up right, right. there. Right, absolutely. Um, so it, the, the, the whole thing, like he, he was basically a failed guy from the start. Right. Like from the start of his, um, you know, mother buying him out. Who the hell buys her 12-year-old like 12 packs at night? An enabler. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he's helped me. You know, it calms him down. Right. You know, not not. let's not worry about what brain damage that, that you're doing to this right. kid at such a young age. It's sick. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, and, you know, he ba- you know, he obviously went to therapists. Mm-hmm. At least for a little while. Uh, but, you know, that goes what we were saying with on one of our other shows. That if you're not honest with them. They can't help. They, they're not going to help you. Right. Um. The fact that he chose the name Pazuzu, I mean, he had an interest in horror movies from a young age. That was known, too. So, I mean... That's not going to leave that. No, no, no. Part, yeah. part of it, like I, like I was saying, it was all attention. He, he, he thrived right. on... Like, after 9-11, he supposedly converted to Muslim. Because of... of and he would walk <laughs> around with, like, a head scarf in the... Oh, in the little, no. I yeah. forgot what the hat's called and all so that. So for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> right, right, right. So he, he, he would uh, convert it to Islam, I should Islam, say. Islam, yeah. Right. Um, but did it just to get a charge out of these people in a small town. Don't forget, we're the Bible Belt here. And, right. You know, the satanic panic. And, and these people actually still believed in the devil, like, had a, had a huge play in, in their community. So, yeah. Um, and that house was known. Everyone knew to stay away from it because the guy in it was the devil. And that's the way they looked at it. And I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. He loved every minute of it. And yeah. he had all these people. It made him more powerful. Exactly. Like, all his powers were, were given to him by everyone else. Yeah. You know, like like the girl Amber, um, she basically started hanging out right out of high school. Uh-huh. And was, you know, supposedly a, a straight-A student. And got into the drug. She filed her teeth down, too, and shaved oh. her eyebrows off. And, you know, was off doing all this weird stuff. Uh-huh. And, you know... Meth is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I was gonna say that. You know, uh, you know, all I can look at it and say, you know, if this was my kid, he'd be out on his ass because I'm not dealing with this shit in my house unless you're gonna get help. Right. You know, I'm not. You're not gonna get a free, you know, free reign over the house. Yeah. And and really, I mean, what are you gonna? I mean, do if with? he's shitting on the rug, that's one thing. <laughs> he kills one person, but two, get out of here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the funny part, I mean, not funny, strange, odd. These people were only buried under like two inches of dirt. Right. At the most in the backyard. If you've ever driven down the road and there's a dead deer on the side of the road, you smell it from a distance. And and the crazy part is if you watch the police footage, the tarps are like sticking out of the ground with dirt like overall. 
and it's like what the hell is going on here were there no close neighbors or? well there were neighbors but it, they, they they weren't like on top of each other yeah but everyone said that you could smell this house from you know the street yeah wow so wow that's all I have to say is wow yeah it's like how, how do how do we let this stuff happen and then you know I'm all for free will and do whatever you want and all that kind of stuff but there's a limit yeah you want right. to shit on your rug hey do whatever you want in your own house I don't care <laughs> you know starts uh, affecting other people yeah, yeah. And, and, and like you see the police going through this house it was like full hazmat yeah they had to get the fire department there to like knock out the windows so they can like ventilate it oh a little my bit. god <clears throat> But yeah, if you watch the crime scene videos, like you can smell it from the video. <laughs> you, know, you can just imagine. One of those. Well, the other thing was downstairs was like the garage, like an under garage. Yep. That was basically open. Hmm. So you had like animals and stuff that were probably getting in there too. Right. From the outside. And who the, you know, it's like you, you had all this stuff piled up. Because the animals never dug up the bodies. Yeah, right. Something ate yeah. it like a wolf or something or yeah. the neighbor's dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, man, that's the uh, that's the story of Pazuzu. In the, the nutshell that we did, that was the annoyance to me is is researching this through documentaries, and the documentaries were um, really one sided. Yeah, a lot of the other stuff. I mean, I, I've said it from the beginning that I'm not a huge fan of like the whole web sleuth uh, movement that's going on because. They have too many of their own opinions that I don't always agree with. And, right. And <clears throat> you can't fully understand what's going on in, in, a, in a situation like this and, you know, expect to <clears throat> expect to understand it all. Mm. And, you know, not that you can put blame on it because at the end of the day, these three people did it. But there was a lot of elements that led to the basically the uh the happenings here yeah you know you're not you're not you know this lady didn't do her kid any favors mm. so we'll put a put a nail in it before we get too far into this and uh we're gonna talk about okay so we're gonna uh change the trajectory of this show just a little bit because you know it, in putting it together it wasn't it wasn't the full like possession show that we were hoping for no more of a cult <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we, we explored the world of cults uh, unintentionally. So yeah. why not uh, why not continue that? And the uh, the next show will be Roland Doe and the true story behind um, Emily Rose. Yeah. And maybe some other. That will be our possession show. We'll, we'll talk about some other possession uh, cases. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. So, um, you know, since we already talked about them in this one... Um, the Manson family. Is Charlie Manson crazy? Well, whatever that means, sure, he's crazy as mad as a hatter. What difference does it make? You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. Yeah, it's probably what people think of when they think cult. Most definitely. I mean, it's solidified itself in uh, Hollywood and even in our culture now. Um, from movies to music to just pop culture. Right. Now, which is weird. But. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. that, that um, So, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting in a way how uh, these cults have such a um, mystique about them. Yeah. Um, now, with the, the Manson family, you know, I have my crazy opinions on this and I'm sure everybody knows the story 1969 or 68 69 69 68 69 yeah 69 yeah um so Manson basically um all his life was more in prison than than not right he was also a musician who some people say he was a failed musician. Some people, I mean, I listen to his stuff. Well, some it's, of his stuff's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just he wasn't marketing it right. He right. was trying to. I mean, it's definitely some of the best serial killer music. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Would you even classify that as a serial killer? You know, well, you, that that that's the funny thing is, uh, serial killer is repeated patterns, 
uh, or motive right. behind the murder. And where he had a similar motive, but I don't know if I'd consider him a serial killer. He's considered America's most proli- uh, prolific cult leader. Prolific cult leader, and um, some would say serial killer, but. But technically speaking, as far as anybody ever knows, he, he personally really only killed one person. Yeah, one person. And that's like a. Which was a drug dealer, and it, and it probably was a drug deal going bad. Right. So it wasn't even like. And he wasn't even charged for that. So. Right. Um, so basically, his uh, four of his people, which there was a lot of people at this. Yeah. At this, uh, he had a big group. He, he had a huge family. He had a huge yeah. group. Yeah. And you know, just these uh, four or five ended up being made famous by this. Um, and basically, they crept into the house that Sharon Tate and. Uh, uh, Roman Polanski lived in. There were a couple. She was pregnant. He was away in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had some friends over. Um, now, the guy who used to live in this house was the Beach Boys manager. Right. So he was thinking he still lived there. Right. So he sent them in there to, to basically cause hell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's pretty much what they did. Um, you know, they went and killed everybody, including Sharon Tate. Right. In her baby, and um, they killed a guy that was totally innocent, just leaving because their their like groundskeeper had a friend over mm-hmm. who just happened to be leaving when they showed up, right? And they killed him just because. And and it's this is considered one of the most higher profile hmm. killings because of who the people are, and it's kind of weird that as a society, it's like you feel bad you feel worse when it's like beautiful people right <laughs> yeah I don't understand that people are people but well, I think it's Hollywood you know. in itself and I think because people view Hollywood as untouchables yeah it's all fake right you know? right but, yeah so they killed these people the next day they killed another group of uh, another family uh, husband and wife mm-hmm. the LaBiancas who was they were a uh, um, like a small grocery shop. Yeah, nothing connected no, at all. Nothing connected. Basically, you know, Manson claims he was trying to start Helter Skelter, which was this big race war, black and white. Yeah. Um, that he wanted to start. He basically wanted to make these crim- these crimes look like black people did them. Yeah, which is a, it's a weird thing to say. Which is crazy to like even like think about <laughs> why this would even work. Like why why would this even like right be a thought? But. Him and his cult ways had these people believing that he was basically the incarnate of, of Jesus. Yeah, man's son. Right. The son of man. That's what he said. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he had these people believing that, that they would be the the saviors of the world after this race war was over. Right. And they would be like the bosses of whoever's left. Now, you had people buying into his bullshit even when he was in prison. Right. You know, like newer generations and all, too. Right. You know, I don't... I See, the thing that was unclear to me was how much of this family was left after... After he, they all went to jail. I mean, was it, yeah. were they still a collective group after? Well, that's it. Not to be tactless, but you, you think they had a Manson family reunion type thing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, um, you know, one of his girls tried to shoot Reagan. Yes. And yep. she went to jail and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it, it goes Did deeper. he get married when he was in prison? <laughs> he was going to marry this girl when he was in, he was already 80. And this girl was probably in her 20s, I think. And he, t- he, he actually, like, like shut it down because she was crazy. Ah. Uh, now, you know, a lot of God people. God damn. How would you like to be that girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's the, 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 to me. The, the crazier part is that Manson had all these people believing he was totally out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy it. I think he was playing everybody. He put on a crazy act because he was used to being in prison as a kid. Right. And he had been raped numerous times in right. prison. And so he'd play up the crazy role to try to keep people away from him. Right. And, and it, and it kind of did the opposite. Yeah. No, it just drew more attention to him. You know, he made the courtroom a circus. It was always people watching to see what was going to happen next. Right. And, yeah. and, and another another neat thing 
that happened in this court process was one of his lawyers got got killed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they found him later on. And uh, because he wanted Manson to, to testify. Yeah. And Manson didn't want to do it. Or Manson wasn't going to. And then he tried to be his own lawyer. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, that always works out so well. Yeah, right. Um, but... I think the guy just wanted to be in prison, and, and that's that's where he ended up, and that that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, as far as his, his followers, I mean, there's still I think three or so of them that are still in jail alive. Yeah. The like two of the girls, and then Charles Watson is still around. Right. And um, you know, they basically threw their whole lives away because mm-hmm. they were like 22 or you know 18, 22, you know, early 20s. Right. And and for what, you know, just. Yeah, because they have they had a place to belong. Faith is blind. Yeah, and and I guess that's the thing is you can't put your faith into one person. Mm-hmm. So carrying that on, I think one of the more other interesting cults uh, was heaven. I mean, uh, was yeah, Heaven's Gate, but but the People's Temple. Yes, was Jim Jones, of course. Jim Cobb is laying down our life. We're not letting them take our life. We're laying down our life. Taking their lives, we just want peace. How <laughs> could do them? It's all they're doing, taking a drink to take to go to sleep. That's what death is, sleep. Whatever, I'm tired of it all. Take you, don't, don't fail to follow my advice. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. That we do it, and that they do it. Trust you, you have to step across. We used to think this world, this world's not our home, and it sure isn't. What we were saying, it sure wasn't. But we don't want to tell him, all he's doing, if they will tell him, assure these children, can some people assure these children of the relaxation of stepping over to the next plane? We've set an example for others. We've set 1,000 people to say we don't like the way the world is. Just stop. Take our life from us. We laid it down. We got tired. We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. It goes to show you what one person can do for the good and then for the bad. He wanted to equality when it came to religion as they should have. So he basically went on this mission to co uh what do you what would the word be? Like co I don't want to say mingle because it sounds uh-huh. like incorporate uh-huh. all races and make them feel welcome right. into one place. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And he successfully did that. Integrate. Integrate, yes. Yeah. And that was something that wasn't done in the right. late 50s and the 60s. That was just something that was totally unheard of. Right. And, you know, he started off in, like, the mid the Midwest, which he battled the Klan at some points. And, you know, he he really fought for these people. And, and it, it was a good thing. And, and, you know, he was doing things that were, you know. Mm. And... Um, but then they moved like together. Then they started doing these bus tours and trying to get more people. And he realized that this power he had. Yeah. I mean, he had these people giving up their pensions. Absolute power to, corrupts to, to, absolutely. And yeah. so they were living in basically what you would consider today basically squalor. Uh-huh. And basically, you know, just having their just barely basic needs met. And they loved the guy. The guy had the charisma of, of anybody. I mean, you ever hear him talk? He got a room going. Yeah. You know, a lot of his thing was faith healing, yeah. which was, you know, proven to be fake. And he had people that would, like, come in in crutches and wheelchairs and, oh, right. I can walk again. And, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, bullshit. <clears throat> and, it, and it helped him. So when he was in California, um, he was, was at his height. Like, he had the people but he was also paranoid because he was a you know he was a drug addict yeah and, and he was basically paranoid that the the government was going to shut them down and they got to go somewhere else 
So he was exploring other other parts of the world, and he took some time away, and then found uh, um, uh, Guyana. Yeah, where he set up Jonestown. Right. So he basically, and you think think of the ingenuity involved in this. He had these people that were basically suburbs, city people, clearing away a whole friggin' jungle. Yeah, right. And, and building their shelter, like building houses. And they were happy to do it. They were just all gung ho about this, living, living, you know, off the grid in their own community. And this, you know, everything was great. But that's also when his like delusions went overboard. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have these what he called um, uh, white night drills. Okay. And he would get people up at two or three in the morning, and uh, mock suicide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, drink, drink the punch, and, and these people would do it, not knowing if it was real or not. Right. So they were used to being told, and he would have himself cranked over this megaphone all the time, like tapes of his sermons just blasting through the jungle mm-hmm. and around the camp. So these people, that's all they were hearing all day. He monitored their their TV if they had it all, or magazines, or books they could read. Everything was controlled by him. And, um, so eventually some of the families of these people had Leo Ryan, who was the Senator of, uh, of, uh, California, uh, go down because technically they were California residents. Right. And wanted to see if there was any truth to some of the stories he heard. Now the truth being some of these people were beaten, like they were like publicly, um, humiliated for punishments Mm -hmm. and um, so he wanted to see if there was any truth behind that and so Jones finally and he would not give anybody an okay to come down but they finally decided to let him in and let him do his whatever he's got to do so he can't though Leo Ryan comes down with a news crew and you can see this all on, on YouTube probably and everyone's having a good time. They put on a show for him, and dancing and singing. And, and Leo Ryan said, you know, it seems like everybody here loves being here. And, and he actually had them sold. Yeah. Until someone slipped a note. So one of the people was like, can you please get us out of here? Mm-hmm. So Jones found out about this and was pissed. And said, I'm not keeping anybody here, you know, whatever. And uh, if anyone wants to go, they can leave. So some people wanted to go. Now, one of the people that wanted to go was one of his plants Mm. that had a gun. Mm. Now, the next day, everyone set up to leave. You know, Leo's like, you know, we're not trying to to hurt you in any way. We're not trying to, you know, like impede on you. We just want you to, you know, be open with, with, with what's going on. And he's like, I don't see it as a huge, bad, you know, bad place. And the majority of the people like it here and everyone looks like they're taken care of and all that. But Jones with his paranoia, um, sent them to the plane where he had his people gun them all down. Right. So he used this as his suicide plot. Mm -hmm. And he said, now that the the Senator has been killed, there's no future for us, and they're going to come and invade us. And, you know, he had them all afraid that, that the government was just going to come in and open fire on them all. Yeah. So about 980 people ended up dying that day. Yeah. Biggest mass suicide. Right. B- biggest biggest mass suicide also was the biggest loss of life yeah. until 9-11. Yeah. <clears throat> and what he did was he had uh, Flavor-Aid, not Kool-Aid, everyone says Kool-Aid, right. but Flavor-Aid. And uh, he spiked it. And everyone died, 980 people, including himself, which he actually shot himself. Right. Or had someone shoot him. They're not sure. Um, But what the hell? I know. You know, when you think about that, you had almost 1,000 people, kids. You know, that that was the, the other thing was it wasn't just a mass suicide it was a mass murder yeah you had parents feeding this to the kids and And people that wouldn't take it voluntarily were forced to take it at gunpoint right and you know you saw syringe marks on a lot of the kids and and a lot of the people and there were a couple people that actually ended up getting getting away a few people survived right um now his son 
was off playing, I think, soccer. He was part of the soccer team, and they were away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when you look at that, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, how, how, how does, how do you, you know, just everything about it is like just bizarre. Yeah. You know, from the time this guy started to the time it ended, he was just a total, like, um, you know, control freak and just wanted to play it and see as far he can go. Yeah, I guess you can't go any further than death. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, if you see, ever see the videos or watch the documentaries, I mean, there's 900 and some people disturbing. just laying yeah. out on the lawn and just, you know, it took, it took weeks to clear that place out. I bet. They had to yeah. have the army come down and they had to try to identify people and, yeah. It was a it was a mess for a long time, and um, you know now it's kind of a memorial mm-hmm. uh, down there where this was, and um, but yeah, that's that's like a highlighted version of that. Yeah, and it just goes to show you, like one person, um, one person can go a long way. But you know why why does it always end up in a bad why why does it always have to end up in a bad uh, power 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 yeah that's when it comes down to um so i guess we'll fill in one more just to just to kill a little time here we'll title this tape uh planet earth about to be recycled your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us and we'll talk <laughs> about <laughs> we'll talk about heaven's gate yes now, this is probably one of the most bizarre ones, and, and I can remember this because I was, you know, in high school when this happened. And I just, <coughs> just remember and just sitting there reading about this, like, what the hell? Because I was always into astronomy, and that plays a big part of this. Right. Now, um, Marshall Applewhite was kind of the... Weird looking dude, too. Weirdest guy on the planet, yeah. yeah. It's like, I think he looks to this guy. I'm like, I ain't going with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, he uh, he was a teacher, a music teacher, but ended up getting fired for having inappropriate relations with some of his students. Mm. Um, and it was common knowledge, I guess, that he was gay. And he f- kind of thought that as, as, a, uh, as a bad... He was one of the, he he was like the kind of guy that would punish himself for it. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and try to try to like, I don't know, over like, what do you look like? Call it like not try to overpower it. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. So, uh, and he had his problems, and you know, he ended up being uh, institutionalized, where he met his wife, who was a nurse. Oh. And uh, Bonnie Nettles, and. Somehow, with them talking, they developed this religion uh, that was it was it was bizarre to say the least. Yep. Basically, they were the two saviors from the Book of Revelations. Of course. And all their followers were the you know hundred and forty four thousand or forty eight thousand that were gonna uh, you know inhabit the world after. Right. But they had to evacuate their bodies before yeah so I mean that part I get you know your body's a vessel and whatever happens after happens after I get all that and I have no problem with that so um, they built this whole religion basically on that they're going to all go out together and they're the chosen one but something happens Bonnie Nettles ends up with brain cancer and dies Hmm. so some people started questioning, well, she was a chosen one. How did she go out this way? Right. And, uh, you know, of course, he had a story about, you know, oh, she was a chosen one to go first and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't a huge group of these people. Uh, there was like 30, I want to say there was like 33 yep. that would pal around together for the early parts. It's a small cult. And they would travel around from like campgrounds and things like that. And they would try to flyer and try to, like, build, like, they put out ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the internet came around, they had a website. And that's actually still being ran by one of the members. No kidding. Yeah, like, you can go and, 
buy all the tapes if you want them or uh, or all the literature and uh, he would he would put out these pamphlets and try to you know recruit people but uh, for the most part people weren't into it yeah um, and probably for the most part because people are reading this be like so I gotta die to like, right. transgress like he would call it like earth was being recycled mm-hmm. and everybody had to go transcendence yeah, yeah. Uh, so they had to evacuate mm-hmm. so um, this went on for years like from the I want to say the 70s throughout the 90s mm-hmm. and this was like 96 I think the hell mob comment was mm-hmm. so when they found out about this hail Bob comet, and I don't know if anyone was alive that's listening to this at the time, it was in the sky for a long, like for like a month. You could see it; it was yeah. cool, and uh, it, it really was one of the neatest things to see. And uh, he cooked up this story that behind this comet was a UFO that was going to pick them all up, right? But they had to evacuate their bodies, right? So they. Um, so building up to this, and this is like some of like some of the like the most bizarre thinking happens. <clears throat> so the buildup of this is they wanted all human uh, like uh, feelings gone, mm-hmm. uh, mostly sexual. Right now, most most of the guys voluntarily were castrated. Oh, um, voluntarily. Yeah, one guy tried to do it himself and ended up screwing himself up big time and actually, I think, caused a little caused a little uh, law peakage, but it never really went anywhere. <laughs> trying to think of the right way to put this. Um, <clears throat> so a bunch of these guys, including himself, uh-huh. uh, had themselves castrated. Um, and that was so they had no sexual desires. Yeah. Um, and there was this one case that they, he actually kicked out a guy because his this guy's sexual energy was too much for him to handle. So he was it, attracted to him. Right. Right. So he basically like kicked this guy out. Okay. So he so one nothing, lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he was the one that got away, I guess. Um, <laughs> so the one that got the away. The one that got away <laughs> with everything. Yeah. So the uh, the like they had like the weirdest belief systems and the like planet as you can see. So the night before they all all start the suit, it was actually like three days. Mm-hmm. So they all went out to dinner, and they all ate the same thing. Mm-hmm. All the people at the restaurant were like, "Yeah, they were nice enough people. A little weird, but I mean, yeah. like basically everyone had a buzz cut, and they were all dressed the same. Right. Uh, even the women. They have like running shoes on. And- no, that didn't happen until they they, they oh, okay until that night. So the first like ten or eleven people went to this mansion that they rented in California and put on a black tracksuit, mm-hmm. white Nike running shoes, the decade. Yeah. And took basically an overdose of uh, barbiturates. Yeah. And laid down in bed and died. They all had five dollars and quarters in their pockets. They were covered with a sheet, right? And uh, well that's what happened. The yeah. next wave of people came in and covered them with a sheet and laid them in bed. Mm-hmm. Then they did the same thing. Uh-huh. And Applewhite was in the last wave, and he died first so that they wouldn't find him not covered up in the sheet oh. in the black. But, yeah, they all had the same shoes on, yep. the same shroud on, yep. $5 and quarters. It's weird because that's the fee. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. And supposedly, you know, all of their souls got sucked up by a UFO and be on this UFO you gotta pay five dollars and quarters <laughs> yeah, we need five dollars and quarters yeah mm-hmm. preferably pre 1960s <laughs> we need the silver on this planet um so that was another case of one guy's I guess charisma but I don't even get it because if you listen to this guy talk he's got like I don't even know it's it just I, I can't Zero imagine charisma. Yeah, he, he yeah, he wasn't like Jim Jones charisma, but he knew how to like target Right. He knew how to target the people that he wanted. But at the end of the day, why didn't he just go on himself if that was all he wanted? Right. You know why I why don't know. 
but you had all these people. You. you had all these people that were totally brainwashed, and you they they all made a video to their families. Yeah. Th- before they died, and they're happy, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go and be on this planet, and we'll see you next week, and all this, that, and the other thing." And they were all like, all aboard of this, and they were weirdly happy. Yeah. Like they must. I'm assuming they must have been being drugged or something. Yes. Yeah. They were just like oddly. Or they were on a manic high. Maybe. And, yeah. Uh, but they were, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's just watching this, like hindsight. It's like, man, if these people could have watched this after this, yeah, you know, step aside and watch what's going to happen, right? Would they have still done it? Uh-huh. I don't know. But there's a whole lot of other cults, and I'm sure we're going to do some shows on, on, oh, on a lot of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, this is running, so we're gonna we're gonna put a cap on it with, with some of the more extreme cases. And believe it or not, there's actually some more lesser known extreme ones yeah that i think eventually we're gonna we're gonna tap into um so next week we're gonna talk about possession real possessions yes yeah. well, well real yeah some subject like documented uh, okay yeah. okay that's what this one was supposed to be but it ended up being cults yeah hey, hey, you, you know, know you get you get what you get you get what you <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah possession and we're gonna talk about the true story of the exorcist uh the true story of emily rose um and some other more high profile i guess you would say uh cases so if you want to get a hold of us you can do it through facebook or you can email us at morserta paranormal at gmail um with any comments or questions and you know follow us on whatever you listen to us on and you know, thanks for thanks for spending some time with us talking about yeah. this craziness. Yeah. <laughs> so until next week, have a good one.